Radio. Webcam is still webcam is still giving us the finger, but that's okay. Hey, hey, hey we don't need a webcam. <laughs> we ain't got internet for that. <laughs> we did have a cute webcam like set up with Highlander Mountains in the background, though. Oh, oh yeah, we saw the green screen in the video yeah. and stuff. And like, oh man, yeah. these guys are like professionals. What the yeah, hell? We, we like legit and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing about that is, I actually had the Highlander all queued up too on my on my computer from Pluto. <laughs> like everything ready to go and then i try to join i'm like oh here we go this will be fine and i'm like oh shit it's not working at all now what the hell <laughs> oh no the whole thing crashed there can only be one system yeah, up at a time exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh excellent well, how the hell you guys been how are you guys good izzy how are you i'm doing much better than i was but you have a sexy voice right now right. yeah we're sounding all husky. He's got some Kathleen hey. Turner shit going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, so like, end of the first week of December, I got a cough and we had really shitty air that week. So I just assumed it was my asthma. Yeah. And then <clears throat> I just like two days later, I, I nosedived. I couldn't speak. I couldn't get out of bed. It was a disaster. I missed show like crap. The last shows we had not lined up, um, so we went to urgent care, and the urgent care we went to because we misunderstood our insurance, so we went all the way down to like Layton. <clears throat> and it was obviously one of those clinics that you go to like when you're a construction worker and you drop a jackhammer on your foot because mm. the guy like definitely was like, "Oh wow, a sick person, weird." Um, <laughs> That's a good reaction. But uh, he was like so. I had no voice. Um, my throat hurt when I swallowed. My ears were so plugged. I couldn't, like if I tried to swallow, my ears squeaked. Um, couldn't stop coughing. So he gave me antibiotics as a five-day Z-pack. Codeine. Told me to take a Dayquil and NyQuil every four hours. Um, uh, ibuprofen for my throat. And Sudafedrin. Get the like behind-the-counter stuff. The good stuff. Yeah. So I did that. And then I actually got worse. So then like two days later, we went and saw a doctor. My doctor was out of town. So yeah. we saw a different doctor over at Ogden Clinic. Oh, and so by so that's right. Like by Wednesday, I started to get a rash on my knee. And I know that like a rash plus like a sore throat usually means scarlet fever. Yeah. Yep. Because I've had it before. Same. And then I also got pink eye in both eyes. So oh my God. Wow. Still couldn't get my ears to drain, couldn't stop coughing. Um, couldn't like I went 10 hours where I couldn't go more than 10 minutes without coughing. Um, so and I like got to a point where like I couldn't even cough anymore. My cough reflex just like gave up. So I was just this like sad huffing. Um, so we went and saw a doctor. He literally just looked at me and said, Wow, that's a lot of symptoms. You want some more codeine? Um, gave me like 450 milliliters of codeine. And sent me home. And then I got worse. And I got worse. And so by Saturday, Steve took me to urgent care. And uh, that doctor also said to my face, well, you have a lot of symptoms. Um, he was, But yeah. luckily, we were able to convince him to finally check for pneumonia, which we've been saying all week. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, like, what apparently what pushed you over top was I, I told like I was crying and I was just like, I was less sick when I had COVID. 
And then he was like, you know, maybe we'll do an X-ray of your lungs. Yeah, my whole right lung is full of shit. So he put me on different antibiotics, 10-day run, told me to stop the coding, which, thank God, I was going to stop the coding anyway because it just wasn't doing anything. Um, And then we switched from Tussin, which is what's in, like, codeine and Dayquil, NyQuil. We switched to uh, Tessalon Pearls. Mm-hmm. which is a different kind of cough suppressant. It's more of, it's weird because it's it's like a, it's actually like brain medicine. It tells your brain you don't need to cough anymore. It like stops your brain's reaction to the cough trigger. Oh, wow. Holy shit, it works so good. I take oh, one wow. pill every eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, in like two days on the new antibiotic switching to uh no, it wasn't doxycycline. He ended up giving me. He yeah. said he was going to give that. It. it was like kefacycline or something. Um, started doing better, but he said like get in to see your doctor like ASAP. So the next week, like Wednesday, we finally got to go see my doctor, and uh, I love my doctor. She was great. She listened. She was basically like, "All right, your chart's a mess." Oh yeah, by the way, the guy mm-hmm. I saw before I saw the urgent care doctor. He wrote my diagnosis down as anxious and obese. Mm-hmm. Rude. I saw that. Rude. That's yeah. So <laughs> so yeah. And and I found that out when the urgent care doctor was like, "Oh, yeah." And then he was like, "Yeah, he buried bronchitis down here." And I was like, "He never told he never us bronchitis." Us. Um. So yeah. So my doctor is like, "All right, your chart's a fucking mess. What's going on?" So I told her. And she, she was like, wow, you're really, really sick. Um, you think? <laughs> right. Uh, oh, and yeah, it wasn't until we got to urgent care where they retested me for RSV, influenza, and COVID, which it was negative on all of those. Oh, and strep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, and when I saw the, the doctor before urgent care, I was also coughing up little, like, plasticky bits. Hmm. So I don't know what those were. They were little, like little white, like plasticky bits. I was coughing up. Yeesh. Um, yes. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I was really sexy. Like tonsil. Yeah. But, but they, they might have been like tonsil stoke but or something. She's been recovering for two but, weeks now. Yeah. So yeah. So we saw my doctor, and I was on a ten-day uh, antibiotic treatment from the urgent care doctor, and she's so my doctor said I am going to go ahead and send to the. You like set up the pharmacy, another round of antibiotics. If you think you need it, do it. So you don't have to wait to get in because of holidays. Because that was like December 21st. Yeah, yeah, it was like right before Christmas. Yeah. Um, And then like she said, two more rounds of the cough pearls. So I picked those up. Yeah, I finished the 10 day. I went like three days and then um, started getting a little like sore spot in my throat again. So I decided we're not going to fuck around. We're going to do another 10 days of the antibiotics. So, Yeesh. yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I was in bed for just twenty days straight. Like, couldn't get up. Oh my god! Yeah. Not, not, not the good way. Yeah. No. Uh, I'm just glad you're okay now, and I'm just glad you finally got help from your regular doctor. Yeah, I just I didn't think when like you're visibly coughing shit up, can't speak, and are wheezing where like the receptionist can hear you. I didn't think that it would be a fight to try and get a diagnosis that maybe my lungs aren't in great shape. Yeah. I would be wrong. (laughs) 
Turns out I'm just fat and anxious. Oh my god. <laughs> It, 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 it can it can be both. I can be fat and anxious and also be sick. <laughs> oh, I left that guy a uh, Google review that oh, was yeah, based yeah. that like, yeah, like he diagnosed me as obese and anxious. Turns out he missed pneumonia. Oh! And uh, Ogden <laughs> Clinic did respond and they were like, I'm so sorry that you feel this way. We're going to look into this. Yeah. Like, I don't Thank you, Dr. Gross. This- <laughs> like I don't feel this way. This is my experience. This is fact. Wow. Amos yeah. Pneumonia. Yeah. And my chart says this. Luckily, luckily we have a system that tracks these things. Allegedly, since we have to tell four people every time we go to one of these fucking things, just to <laughs> I don't know, get our search straight. <laughs> fuck, fuck hospitals, man. Holy shit, that's insane. But that's why I'm Wiccan. yeah no shit right (laughs) no steve was an excellent advocate like when we saw the really shitty doctor um like steve was like well do you want to look in her ears and she her ears won't pop and he was like yeah i guess like this guy did not want to touch me he just wanted to poke me with a stick and wanted me to leave um and then like uh but he was like do you want to even listen to her chest and he was like yeah i guess i could do that Oh shit! It sounds like it sounds like you're brewing a pot of coffee in there. Like, yeah, that's that's bad, uh, right? That's, yeah. that's pneumonia. Yeah, this isn't yeah. a pleasant sound, right? Yeah. That's yeah. What I, thought. I mean, she's not Aquaman for God's sake. I don't think it's supposed <laughs> to be. <laughs> and I hacked up one of the little like stones for him, and he wouldn't even oh, look yeah. at it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, he totally just like went back to his laptop. Like, oh cool. I'm like, yeah, I keep hacking these up. They're kind of plasticky. And he was like, yeah, that's great. Oh, interesting. <laughs> right? Cool. Looks like the end of a shoelace. Awesome. <laughs> Just hacking up padlets. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, yeah, guys, be, be safe out there, you know. <laughs> I guess. Oh, and in between all of this, my mom had scheduled herself oh, yeah. a colonoscopy. <laughs> and this... Is was the worst thing that she's ever done to herself. Like this is, this colonoscopy apparently was worse than childbirth for her. Eesh. And really? uh, yeah, she did not take it well. Oh. And like I had to clean up after her with pneumonia. Oh no. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Was it was it like the the pre like colonoscopy like stuff they make you drink that liquefies yeah, your guts? The, yeah, yes, it's the liquid drain out. A yeah, combination yeah. of that and just like her letting her anxiety completely get out of control. Mm-hmm. Like it was fun. Too. Good times. Happy holidays, yeah. everybody. <laughs> I was gonna kill her. I was I was gonna drive us both just straight into the lake because I was like, well, I can't be sick anymore, and she's not doing anything for this world, so. She's going to take the Honda and drive right into the lake. Nobody will miss either of us. Oh, I miss you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. And that was when she found out they were both immortal as they walked to the bottom. Uh, Wait, I'm talking about it. And they were laughing to themselves in a pseudo Scottish accent. (laughs) Where did his accents come from? I don't know. know, In fairness, he actually does a decent job most of the time. You just hear that very clearly French bit come out here and there. Yeah. Yeah, there can only be one. At, at least, yeah, at least in the original, he tries. <laughs> there can be only one. <laughs> Christopher Lambert is so weird. I love him. How are you guys doing? Good, doing yeah, good. Doing really well. I've just, I mean, I, I just got my dreads 
finally put in. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked. They're awesome. I love them. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, other than I, I mean, I haven't been sleeping well, but I mean, I'm fine physically otherwise. Just haven't been having like good night's sleep for about, about the last week or so. But because I mean, of the dreads? No, no, no. I, I literally just got that. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it, they're not just a clever name. They actually fill your mind with dread. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had. Um, so Janet got them for me. I think she got them on. Well, he brought them up on the 22nd or 23rd, something like that. And she put them in. She put in just, a, you know, a bunch of them just so I can kind of see what it feels like and kind of get accustomed to them. And then she took them out uh, day before yesterday so that I could wash my hair, you know, scrub my scalp really good, get it nice and clean before they got put in yesterday and I got them put in last night. So I was, I think I left there at like eight 15 or something, but um, yeah, it's just prior to then for whatever reason, I just haven't been sleeping well. I think it's the air quality. It's just messing with me. Yeah. 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 I've, I've, I've been having the like one bad night, one good night, one bad night, one good night for yeah. a couple of weeks, but. Yep. Eh. Well, you've been on, you were on the couch for three weeks. With well, the, that'll do it too, I guess. But And the crate train dog was down with him with no crate. So. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, uh, he was a good boy, though. He just wanted attention every two to four hours. And oh. you know how it is. Hey, Steve, I'm not my crate. You see, you want to play? Oh, you want to play? <laughs> no, buddy, it's 2 a.m. All right, well, I want to go outside and play for a bit. Okay, cool. <laughs> Because you were born different, men will fear you try to drive you away. I am Conor McLeod. And I am immortal. Here we are, born to be kings, we're the princes of the universe. Always be. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from Movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. Ah, we are starting off 2024 with There Can Only Be One Month. Yes. 1986's The Highlander. Oh, but babe, we're not alone for this one. We're not. They may say there can only be one, but we had to have two guests for this one. That's right. First timers too. Well, there can only be first times. Uh, Brandon and Janet, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I, I guess you guys are representing uh, Gypsy Nails, and uh, I don't know. Gypsy girl. What, what are you guys representing? 
<laughs> what are your side hustles? <laughs> My side hustle is nail artist. <laughs> yeah. Representing the nail art. Yeah. Yeah, I'm basically just a couch body. Nice. <laughs> After work, I sit on my chair or on my couch. <laughs> well, there you go. We're looking to get your nails did in the state of Utah. Gypsy nails. That's the what place, yeah. place to do it. She's even got a cool little trailer in the back. And oh, spectacular! Yeah. Oh, she's even really gypsy. Yes. <laughs> and she does the most amazing hand painted nails. Oh, for real! Absolutely spectacular. But Steve. Yes. We are going to be sober this episode. Hey. We are going to be sober this episode. Thanks to antibiotics and uh, getting you back to health. But uh, if anybody hasn't noticed, my voice isn't what it usually is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fighting pneumonia, but I'm going to win. That's right. Fucking pneumonia. We have from Shasta, Com- Shasta Soda Company <laughs> since eight, 1889. Damn. Caffeine free ginger ale. Woo. Zero percent uh, alcohol by volume. Uh, it's only hundred calories. I'm gonna guess about forty-five grams of sugar per twelve-ounce serving. Twenty-five. Oh, it's perfect. only fifty percent of your daily sugar. Oh shit, not bad. <laughs> and it's oh, one of the best things, job. honestly, you can drink when you're sick. <laughs> yeah, it is. And the poor. Nice. And copious quantities of whiskey. Oh wait, that was out loud. Sorry. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, is very effervescent. Mm, very malt forward. Um, yeah, <laughs> ginger on in the aroma, of course. And you smell the Ooh, CO2, nice it almost gives it a limey. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful golden color. No head. Steve's got in for the zip. Mm-hmm. Shasta ginger ale. Oh man, that's a damn fine little ginger ale. Yeah, nice light, light, not too syrupy or anything. Yeah. Little uh, little light on the ginger compared to other stuff we we usually have handy, but yeah, yeah. As far as like, yeah, I mean, guys, it's Shasta. Come on, it's solid though. Yeah, it's not sticky sweet. Sometimes the ginger ales can get that way. It's really nice and light and refreshing. Yeah. A real good mixer with whiskey, I would think. <laughs> right? Want <laughs> me a highball? There you go. You guys uh, drinking anything on your end? Water. Oh, <laughs> going actually, hard. I actually had a ginger ale right before this. Mm. Yes. <laughs> there you go. What kind of ginger ale? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. I don't. I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> if you if you've seen the cans that are like the solid, like orange or green or whatever colors at the store, they're just like a solid color, and then they have like a small little label on them. It's like ginger ale or something. I can't oh, remember yeah. the company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it's like a natural ginger. Like, like a real ginger ale, not just ginger flavoring. Yeah, or like whatever. a ginger beer without the beer beer. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Excellent. Well, guys, 1986 is Highlander. Was this your first time watching this movie? No. 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 <laughs> but it, was a, it was such a great refresher. <laughs> do, you, do you recall your first time watching it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought it was badass when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. I when I, I remember when I watched it the very first time, I really enjoyed it. But I guess I wasn't quite familiar with flashbacks at that point. <laughs> and so I was watching it, going like, "Wait, wait, wait, why the hell are we in the hills? What is going on here? What's with all the rocky outcroppings? I don't get this. This is making sense. Oh, we're back in the city. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I guess I just I couldn't wrap my head around that at that age, or maybe I just didn't understand the transitions to kind of you know give you an idea of how old the guy really was. 
And I, so, so it was like back when it like first came out, like 86, 87. Probably yeah, it, was like, yeah. it was like it was like late 80s. I think it was like yeah, 88 or 89. Like, in 86, it. I was 10. And I remember, <laughs> right? And I remember watching it on fancy VHS. Oh. And it was, it was, it was sweet. And it was, it was a really good movie, you guys. Ooh, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to see if it holds up. How about you, babe? Do you remember your first time watching this movie? Oh, man. I mean, it had to be when it was just on like TBS or, TBS or something or... yeah probably home like home from school like I know I watched it as a so kid like late 90s or something probably. yeah oh, okay I know I watched it as a kid and I know like I I didn't know what to think of it like it was just <laughs> like a lot and then I remember going to school and people were talking about it and I absolutely refused to believe that like the real queen did the soundtrack yeah because <laughs> uh, i was like queen's better. queen's better than this like the music was good i was like no it was a really good like it had to be like cover band yeah it's yeah. like it was good but like queen wouldn't have done that come yeah, on it's like like killer queen like a tribute band or something yeah right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Really. this also would have been right around the time where you 100 could not convince me michael jackson was a man could not convince me <laughs> one bit and i mean you know the era of like grace jones and all of that like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. could not like I, other people be like no no michael jackson's name is michael I'm like yeah it's a girl named michael no no no, he's a guy i'm like have you heard him have you heard her sing that is a woman <laughs> no there's pictures of him as a little boy and i'm like little black girls can wear afros too <laughs> i mean look at janet jackson <laughs> i mean yeah exactly <laughs> Well, guys, I don't know about you. Um, this was like one of my dad's favorite movies, like when I was a kid. So I was, you know, I was five when this movie came out, but like ages seven and eight and stuff, I'd probably seen this thing dozens and dozens of times. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, this this was like a childhood one where it's like, oh, yeah, this is so cool. And then the second one came out, but we'll talk about that one next week. So... <laughs> But uh, yeah, from uh, from director Russell Mulcahy. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, you might know him from music videos from ACDC, Paul McCartney, Elton John, Rod Stewart, Duran Duran, Billy Joel, Supertramp, Fleetwood Mac, Falco, uh, Def Leppard, Kenny Loggins. But then he did movies like Razorback. And then this. And then Highlander 2 and Blue Ice. And the shadow, yes, the Alec Baldwin, the shadow, <laughs> and then uh, Silent Trigger, that Dolph Lundgren movie we watched. Whoa. Uh, six episodes of the Hunger TV series. That's right, about the vampires. Uh, five episodes of Queer as Folk. Three, the Dale Earnhardt story, Curse of King Tut's Tomb, Resident Evil Extinction. I think it was like the fifth one. <laughs> uh, Scorpion King two. Forty episodes of Teen Wolf. And of course, the Teen Wolf movie. Quite, quite the uh, the filmography for that director. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but story and screenplay comes from Gregory Wyden. Who's he? Uh, well, he's known for this. Uh, the, the, I'm assuming this is Big Money Maker because uh, he gets you know character things for all the res uh, sequels and you know the TV spinoffs we'll be talking about later this month. Uh, but he also wrote Backdraft. The Prophecy, yes, the Christopher Walken as an angel movie. And I'll be confused with Prophecy, the Killer Bear movie. The Killer Bear with Armand Santé and one of the greatest kills in all of cinema. <laughs> oh my god, the sleeping bag kill. If you guys haven't seen Prophecy, oh my god. Oh my god, the sleeping bag kill. Oh. 
he also gets uh, character credits for Hellraiser Pro uh, Hellraiser Prophecy and Hellraiser Debtor, Winter's Lament, a couple of those uh, sequels we also own. <laughs> uh, he also directed The Prophecy, so there you go. Uh, then the screenplay comes from a couple of people. Uh, we have Peter Bellwood. <laughs> Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he made the TV movie St. Helens uh, from 1981. This, the second one, the second uh, Highlander, uh, two episodes of Lafayette Nikita, and Malevolent 2002. Never oh. But the other guy's Larry Ferguson, who also wrote St. Helens. Oh, Malevolent, not Malignant. Yeah. <laughs> not, Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Or Very Maleficent. different movies. Yeah. You guys, Malignant, though. Have you two seen it? No, have you? No, but I wanted to. I don't think Jan oh. would probably be too keen on it. Well, actually, yeah. oh. I'd probably be okay with Malignant because I actually recommended some other movies to her that because she's her hard the hardest part she has with horror movies is if it's something that is even somewhat close to real life, she can't do it. Mm, then okay. uh, yeah, you'll be okay with this one, I think. Okay, so Janet, I will say yeah. the first half of Malignant deals with a woman and cancer, but that's true they it takes a turn yeah it um it uh yeah you'll i think you'll appreciate the direction they take it but trigger warning it does start with a cancer diagnosis and a tumor mm. <clears throat> yeah. I'll have to but it's it worth out. it it's worth it it's worth it to get through that part Is to that see it? where they take it okay yeah and i recommended uh the conjuring the first at least the first two anyway oh yeah yeah just because they're just really well done movies but yep. and they're, they're still like suspenseful thrillers. They're not really classic horror in that respect. They're just kind of more like suspense thrillers. But it has the spooky vibes, of course, but not quite that much. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. I think James Wong's the uh, director or producer on like all those, too. So, yep. oh, yeah. Uh, no, Con Conjuring is it's uh, I don't to me, they fit, it honestly does feel like old fashioned horror movies like like the 60s, 70s, mm -hmm. like as opposed to like the slasher fast-paced ones that we have now yeah I, I love the conjuring series anyway i just wanted to mention that one because of the horror topic and then we can go yeah. Forward. yeah uh but yeah larry ferguson after doing highlander here he also did beverly hills cop 2 the presidio, presidio. Another, another sean connery one there uh hunt for red october what <laughs> alien 3 Beyond the Law. And for October, also Sean Connery. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as a as a Russian by way right? of Scotland and yeah. Egypt or something. I don't know. Didn't you know I'm a Russian? <laughs> I'm very Russian. Obviously, this is just what I sound like while I speak English. <laughs> and you crazy, you crazy Americans always get me confused with someone else. <laughs> yeah. Guys, be prepared. We're going to have a lot of Connery and Lambert accents in this episode. What are you talking about? And I ain't talking. <laughs> uh, and then, babe. He also wrote a movie we've done on this podcast. Do you remember Maximum Risk? Yes. Jean-Claude Van Damme, yes. Different Species, yeah. And uh, 2002's Rollerball, which may be coming soon. Whoa! Man, that's a horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> but starring in Highlander, as mentioned, Christopher Lambert as, as Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Uh, Sean Connery as, I don't know, Juan Ramirez, Villa Lobos, the Argentino, whatever, Ramirez, I guess is his name. Ramirez. Uh, Clancy Brown as the Kurgan. Yeah. Uh, Roxanne Hart as Brenda Wyatt. Uh, John Polito for a cup of coffee as Detective Bledsoe. 
Um, and yeah, there's other people you'll be like, oh yeah, I know that guy. Like Hugh, Hugh Quarshie's in it. Uh, he's in a couple. Uh, uh, was he like the Serpent and the Rainbow or one of those? Yeah, yeah. He, oh he yeah. Pops Another great movie. Indeed. Uh, how'd you guys watch this movie? Uh, um, we watched it. On, on, it was well, it was actually on the Roku channel, so I had had commercials, but you can get it on Pluto and all sorts of other like those free subscriptions, yeah. free services. Absolutely, it is on Peacock, Freebie, Pluto TV, Sling, Vudu, Crackle, Plex, <laughs> apparently Roku. Uh, it's on the Blood Bank if you're a member of that Bloody Bits uh, horror show. Check them out. Um, and we also own a five pack of all of the Highlander movies. Yes. So. <laughs> they will not accept your money to watch this movie, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but okay, we hit play. And the first thing that pops up on the screen is Canon Pictures. And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, you know you can't go wrong with Canon. That's right. <laughs> um, and yeah, we get Sean Connery doing some narration about. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's, there's immortals walking among us, and they're all coming for the gathering, which is a battle to the last. And then, babe, yeah, what what when the credits start? What do we hear? Here we are, That's right. Queen, born and to be kings, we're the princes of the universe. <laughs> The long version. That's right. The so whole song. Not for, for, for anyone out there who doesn't know, Steve and I did watch every single episode of Highlander the series. Six seasons. With Duncan McLeod. And they have a shortened version. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. You see the music by Queen and Michael Kamen. And I'm like, fuck yeah, this is going to be great. And then we go to a wrestling match. Oh, my God. Madison Square Garden. Uh, we got the fabulous Freebirds wearing their Confederate flags and pissing off the crowd. Some great heels out there. And uh, we get this, like, you know, we see them wrestling a bit. We got this crane shot just panning across Madison Square Garden. And we see a guy in a trench coat just completely non-fucking-flussed about what's going on around him. And I'm like, okay, question one. Why the fuck is he there? I, I asked the same question. Yeah. Oh, okay, excellent. Because <laughs> he's, he's clearly just... not having a good time, and he's not into wrestling. You can tell it's giving yeah. him PTSD flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, we had a flashback to fucking Braveheart or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Even has like half of the actors from Braveheart right. too, just younger, and it's like, oh, my God, McLeod, clean, 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 clean. Victory to Clan McLeod. Yeah. But then uh, we cut back to the wrestling match, and he's in there. All of a sudden, he's, he gets th- this little feeling, a little like, "Huh? Oh shit! I gotta go." So he goes to the parking garage, and there's a guy in the suit with wearing a suit with fucking aviator sunglasses on. He's like Connor McLeod, <laughs> like 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 he's a fucking Smith out of the Matrix or something. And then he pulls out like, a fucking sword, and it's like, "Uh, where's this going? Sword fight! Cling 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 cling." Uh, what did you guys think about this fight in the parking lot? Uh, the fight in the parking lot, I really, I really loved how he like crawled to go get. Oh, he's what was it? Back handspring to go yeah. get. His yeah, yeah. Classic. Back handspring like fifteen times yeah, that's to get his freaking sword. Of walking over to pick up his sword, it was a fifteen like back handspring like sword grab. Yeah, giving Connor more than enough time to get over to his sword, climb underneath the car from both sides. And you know, yeah. it's like and he's sitting there's like I'm being so quiet and sneaky. And it's like, and then you you see him 
at that one part where it zooms in on the sunglasses and you can see the bad guy running away. Yeah. Suddenly Connor's like, where did he go? It could be anywhere. Yeah. It could be anywhere now, even though everything's lit and I can see everything within a 360 degree range, but he disappeared. Yeah. And when, and when they're like fighting to see like the sparks coming off of the swords and <laughs> yeah. they're like yeah. taking out all the lights. So there's like strobing effects and stuff. With these like fluorescent lights and uh, the, the sprinkler system got activated when they like chopped one of them. So everybody's car is fucking soaked. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, not one other person's using this parking lot in Madison Square Garden. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But yeah. <laughs> yeah um, that's but realistic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just say eventually after the, the backflips and Connor gets his sword back after it was knocked away, uh, eventually he, uh, you know, disarms the aviator sunglasses guy and chops his fucking head off. <laughs> And then what happens? All the headlights shatter and all the windows shatter. And all the uh, the hoods on the cars blow off. And it's, it's the quickening. Yeah. yeah. What is the quickening? In case someone doesn't know. I believe it's uh, when they absorb the energy and the power from the person that they've just beheaded. <laughs> right. Yes. And all of, all of the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or as I prefer to say it, coming through time and space, because <laughs> they're just floating there. Oh, oh God! Oh. We've got lightning. We've got ghosts. Yes, right. Oh, yeah, little spirits, a little like uh, little those... chalk drawing spirits and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say those graphics. Janice said, "Wow, these are these are pretty uh, amazing yeah. graphics." You know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you have to bear in mind this is the mid '80s. This is about the best they could really do. It's really sweet little cartoon devils and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but during the uh, refractory period, eventually, uh, uh, Connor gets up. He's like, oh, shit, I got to go. And he, like, runs off. And, uh, again, I've written down, so there's not one person in this fucking parking lot. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, basically, we cut back to, like, uh, Scotland, 1536, McLeod and there's fucking victory like there's fighting and shit going on they win or, or, or they're, they're going off to battle I guess that's right they're like ah oh, McLeod and this is Connor's first battle or whatever and there's a storm brewing and then we're introduced to the bad guy of the movie <laughs> the Kiergan the Kiergan babe what, who, who's the Kiergan Lancy Brown no, in the story. Oh, oh in the story. <laughs> yeah. uh, he is the oldest mortal. He has won the most battles and is the strongest. Yeah, ladies. He is the last of the Kyrgyz tribes that used to run across Europe murdering everyone, which I looked up as a real thing. Yeah. And he kind of sounds like Izzy right now, too. Yeah. <laughs> Connor McLeod, I want him. He's mine. You can have the rest of them. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there's a whole big fight but like no one's going after connor and he's like come come fight me you cowards god damn it <laughs> and, and i like how his buddy's like hey stand next to me maybe they won't fight me either yeah <laughs> fucking great uh but yeah then the uh the kirgan shows up and connor's like aha finally a challenge instantly fucking stabbed <laughs> and that sword goes in quite a ways into his side oh yeah that's like a solid six inches or more yeah, at least. And so then yeah, Connor's like hunched over like, oh, shit. And uh, Kurgan raises his giant fucking broadsword or whatever he has. He goes, there can only be one. 
And just when he's about to behead him, like, I don't know, four of his buddies come in and, like, tackle him or whatever, tackle the Kurgan and, like, carry him off. And he's like, just a matter of time, McLeod, I'll find you. Ah, ah." (laughs) That kind of shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, cool. So then we go back to New York (laughs) because we're back in, you know, 1986, right? Yeah. And uh, I I don't know, the the cops... uh, uh, Lambert or Connor, whatever his name is, uh, he he's hopping in a car. He's trying to escape the parking lot, but the cops catch him at the entrance and take him in for questioning. And you know, whatever, no big deal. <laughs> then we cut back to Scotland. By the way, the the transitions back and forth, like the uh, the 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 scene transitions or whatever, so great. So many whites, <laughs> so many like just panning across the room and then subtly going into Scotland and yeah. on a, like on the other side of a lamp or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, go back to Scotland, you know, got amazing grace on the bagpipes and, uh, and Connor's dead. Yeah. Like, like they're burying his ass and like the, yeah. it, his girlfriend or whatever is like, Oh, Connor, like, Oh, man up woman. <laughs> the last yeah. thing he wants to hear is he dies as a crying woman. Yeah, that line was. Yeah, some shit. He's D E D dead. Um. Oh, that's right. And then back at the uh, parking lot or whatever, they're checking out the crime scene where they found, you know, a decapitated dude, dude wearing right. aviators. And uh, we're introduced to Brenda, who's like a, a forensic weapons specialist or something. I think so. Yeah, she 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 studies ancient weapons, and she yeah. wrote this huge book on it. Yet she's just a little forensics officer yeah, it's either that or just working at a museum and i'm guessing the cops pay better I don't maybe know. right in new york maybe <laughs> she she's like a monk or psych or one of those just kind of you know brought, brought in when they have a particularly tough case they don't really have any leads on like yeah. what do you think chopped his head off i don't know maybe the sword lying next to him nope all right then maybe a different one let's see <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, she notices the the sword of the guy that was killed. It's like, oh, this is a Toledo Salamanca. <laughs> like, is that is that a cool thing? Like, well, yeah, it's like a million bucks, <laughs> right? And like, and then, and then she also mentioned, oh, that's right, they mentioned like, oh yeah, I picked up some antiques dealer or whatever trying to escape. We got him for questioning, and like, yeah, it's like a million dollar sword, but any antique dealer could tell you that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, we go in the interrogation room and they're talking about how, uh, you know, we got you. You know anything about a beheaded guy in the parking lot? Like, I don't know. The wrestling was kind of shit. <laughs> Chris, Christopher Lambert's accent in, the, in this is like. Christopher Lambert's accent. You can end it there because he sounds yeah. like this in everything he's in. Yeah. Yeah. So where whether you whether he's anyway, a, buddy. Lots yeah. of places. Whether he's playing Tarzan, Lord of the Apes, oh, or yeah. Highlander, or oh. a Japanese lightning god, uh, whatever. It's Christopher Lambert. Or he's an old guy in a Coen Brothers movie. Oh, that's right. He was in Hail Caesar. Oh, was right. was also, I forgot about that. Um, have you guys seen Fortress? No. Uh, this the main character in that one, too. And he sounds exactly the same. Mm. But you guys, or Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Yes, but yeah. seriously, you two do need to watch um, Tarzan. Uh, uh, Greystoke, uh, yeah, Tarzan, Lord of the Apes, or whatever. Uh, Legend of Greystoke. Yeah, Tarzan so, of the Apes, or something. It's, a, it's it's too long of a name. Just call it Greystoke. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Christopher Lambert is Tarzan. That's and and 
And of all people in the movie, Andy McDowell is dubbed. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> it, 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 it was like her first movie. I, and I think it was somebody like Glenn Close or somebody they dubbed her with or something. It was yeah, weird. Yeah. It's, it's, that movie's so weird. Yeah. But lots of good wow. ape scenes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Stan Winston or Rick Baker, one of, one of yeah. them. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. So he's being interrogated. Um, and, you know, the cops are like, oh, yeah, you 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 killed the guy for the sword. And then uh, and then they start insinuating that there was uh, homosexual tendencies between the twos as two as well. Oh. I don't know. But it, get, it got really 80s there for a second. And I was uh, say, any 80s movie has that underlying like. There has to be some reference in there somewhere. We've, we've got to we've <laughs> got to add this in here somewhere. Some sort of homosexuality reference. Yeah. So so then what happens is after that, Connor punches the cop a couple times. They fight a little bit, and then he's escorted out to applause from everyone around. And I'm like, what? <laughs> right. What just happened? It's like, am I under arrest? No. Then I'm leaving. We have more. We have more questions. And he's like, you okay, also just assaulted an officer, but no big deal. It's 1986. <laughs> I guess everybody loved that back then. Yeah, you you tell you take you take it to the man. That's right, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, but then we see the Kurgan in modern times. He's hearing all about this on the radio about a decapitated guy after the uh, I don't know WrestleMania four or whatever was going on in Madison Square Garden, and uh, <laughs> and of course he's listening to the song from Queen. Just give me the prize. <laughs> Guys, the soundtrack is awesome. Oh, really, the soundtrack actually is really, really good. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, then he goes to a nice little, uh, I don't know, one of those $20 a night motels or whatever in New York. And, uh, and he like signs out a name like Victor Kruger or whatever. And then, uh, yeah, he like pays in cash or whatever. And the guy at the front desk is like, hey, so uh, you need some girls or some blow, whatever. You let me know. <laughs> yeah. Instead, he just wants to go to the room and put his giant fucking sword together that he carries around in a briefcase and just practice a little bit. No big deal. Show off his swordsman skills. Yeah. I like how he like he like keeps extending it further and further until like he can barely keep it in the room when he's swinging it around. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like if that's a, I don't know, 15 by 15 foot room or something, he's swinging like a nine foot sword around. Yep. <laughs> but then uh knock knock somebody's at the door who is it babe who is it hi i'm candy of course you are oh yes <laughs> you know i just realized a lot of prostitution in all of the highlanders oh babe <laughs> you are you saying this might have uh, incredible similarities to the third Highlander movie? Yeah, that's what I was just... Yeah, yeah. I mean, this one doesn't have the bubblegum scene. I mean, because the Kierkegaard wasn't locked away in a cave. For... Guys, spoilers, the third Highlander movie, we're going to talk about it. Izzy wasn't a part of that episode, though, because she was a little sick. Mm -hmm. But uh, basically, the third movie is a remake of the first movie. It's true. Though. But there are very subtle differences. Yeah, like the Kyrgyz is Mario Van Peebles. Yeah, Mario Van Peebles. <laughs> yes, but they both no. still talk like this. <laughs> also, this Kyrgyz doesn't eat a condom. Yeah. Well, to be fair, now there's Mario Van Peebles. He spits that shit right out. No, I think he swallowed no, it. He spits it out. Did he spit it out. He goes all. 
And then he runs okay. against the prostitute. There spoilers. We <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you can't really call it spoilers if it's been out for like 30 years. I mean, true, but <laughs> if you haven't watched it by now, it's your own damn fault. Guys, if you watch this movie, you basically watch the third one, just more 90s. They're all worth watching, though. Yeah. It's a different vibe, but it's the same basic movie. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that really just what we want? Because otherwise yeah. we turn into Star Wars fans. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. we turn into um, being from the planet Zeiss. Guys, the second one is <laughs> No, Steve, it's the past. Oh, that's right. The the distant past. They still come through space to get anime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Uncandy, of course you are. Um... And then, yeah, Brenda, she's in forensic. She finds this piece of metal. Um, I don't know. Connor goes and gets his sword back in the parking lot. He, like, stored it up in the the sprinklers or something. Um, but Brenda's there, and he's like, oh, shit, 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 uh, <laughs> like, hiding around the corner or whatever. And she's got, like, a little metal detector and stuff. And she finds a piece of metal in, the uh, in like, one of the, the support beams, and I'm like, yeah, it's called rebar. Yeah. No, don't you know? It's a 600 year old Japanese samurai sword. Oh, 2600 year old Japanese sword. 600 year old. Yeah. And they had that technology back then. This whole scene reminded me of Ghostbusters. They just don't make them like they used to. No, nobody made it like like this. this. Nobody ever made it like this. (laughs) <laughs> no human being could stack books like these <laughs> <laughs> guys talk about ghostbusters now uh i believe that's how you and i fell in love with <laughs> ghostbusters and ducktales quotes oh. <laughs> where do you think those stairs go they, they go, go up. up they go up <laughs> i collect spores molds and fungus it's very fascinating i play racquetball myself <laughs> listen do you smell something <laughs> If there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say. <laughs> yeah, right. That's Ernie Hudson, isn't it? Doesn't it sure is. It is. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So, because I haven't told you guys this story. So, when I was a kid, we had pirated cable because, of course, we did. And, you know, on the pay-per-view. Um, so, Ernie Hudson was always my favorite Ghostbuster. Like, mm-hmm. ever since I was a kid, I was like, I thought he was the best one. But the pay-per-view description for Ghostbusters just says three scientists try and find, uh, try and stop the end of the world. And so I thought, oh, well, this must be a Ghostbusters knockoff just called Ghostbusters because there's plenty of movies where they have the same name and they came out like the same year. So I, ref- I as a kid, wouldn't even turn to it because I wasn't going to watch the Ghostbusters that only had three Ghostbusters. Because <laughs> I didn't know about Ernie Hudson getting Ernie Hudson. <laughs> oh you're missing out well but we well so we had ghostbusters on betamax and we had ghostbusters 2 on laserdisc so <laughs> betamax Flash but we back. did not have a vhs till i was in high school oh really huh. wow yeah we had yeah, a betamax and we had a laserdisc and that was 2001 99 99 okay <laughs> My dad was just convinced Betamax was better quality. And there was a whole like thing about that back then. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was, but there was an obvious winner by the 90s. Yeah, there was. You know, Thanks, porn. I was just going <laughs> to say, did you know why? 
Did you also know why the d- difference between Blu-ray and HD DVD, the same reason, the reason, yep. reason why HD DVD died? Yeah, good old porn. Same reason. Was that? Yep, both of them died because the porn industry decided to go with VHS, and they also decided to go with Blu-ray. All I'm saying is watch out, streamers. You're next. Yep. <laughs> That's why they're doing the porn VR headset things. I've seen straight things. Anyway. Babe, they're going full demolition, man. I was yeah. just thinking Demolition Man. <laughs> First there was so, QVC, then PPP or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still don't understand what the three shells are for, though. He doesn't get what the three shells are for. <laughs> <laughs> That's very understandable. Uh, so, yeah, where are we? Oh, yeah, so, I don't know. Brenda goes to the bar afterwards after she finds a little shard of metal. Uh, but Connor's, like, following behind her, basically, and... Uh, Go to the garden often, huh? Huh? I don't, let me walk you home, Brenda. Like, how, let me walk you home, how, Brenda. Oh, fuck you, no mining creeper. Like, ah, don't worry about it. <clears throat> but, uh, I know all about you. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, Brenda ends up following Connor back to his place, but then, uh, I don't know, halfway there, he, he gets that feeling again. Oh, he's like, you need to go. Oh, and oh, it's oh. like, surprise, too late. Ah, there's the cure again. And you know, fucking pop up. Uh, there's sword play, but like Connor only has his pipe on him, and you know, not like a crack pipe. Like, it, like he just grabbed a random pipe that was like in the alleyway. No, actually, Brenda, she, Brenda threw she, it like, to him. Casually hands it to him. Oh, that's right. He's scared shitless, and she's like, "Here, help you out." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I so he's little... like running for the hills if I was in her boots, and she's right. like, "Oh, here, have a pipe. I have a pipe." <laughs> Yeah, but then uh, you know, just just when the battle, like, oh, the Kirkin's gonna whoop his ass, then a police chopper shows up and they run off. And uh, I don't know, he he's running with Brenda. And Brenda's like, why did he call you a Highlander? And he's like, go on, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, but then you know, we get another flashback to Scotland, and uh, and Connor's alive. And we we're at like the the local bar there in Glen or whatever the fuck this Glen Finnan. Glen Finnan, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like I know it's not Glen but I know that's what I keep calling it. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not an Isle Scotch. It's close though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then uh, you know Connor walks in and everybody's like that boy's got the devil in him, and <laughs> and so they're cast out. And even his ex, his girlfriend or whatever, who was like crying at the at his wake or whatever she's like burn him burn him motherfucker yeah she's like a ringleader right everybody else is like no no we should just exile him and she's like no fuck that shit and she's like got a torch but uh yeah basically they end up you know putting him in the stocks or whatever and like all right get out of here get the fuck out of here and uh yeah so then he's he's sent off into exile yeah then we go back to his fucking palatial warehouse studio that he lives in or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And and th- this is how, how big is it? You may be asking. He has multiple conversation pits. Multiple conversation pits. I noticed he had those 70s conversation pits. I yeah. would like, I would like yeah. one conversation pit. Me too. I think for most people, one would be one more than they would need. But maybe that's just me. Maybe, but I, I I don't know. We we get a nice little tour of the apartment, just walking around. 
but then we cut back to Scotland and he's with it with his new girlfriend now, Heather. And, you know, they're just banging in a meadow, you know, rolling around out there in the flowers. And then surprise horse cock as a giant horse jumps over them. <laughs> and uh, Brandon, who's running that horse cock? That man would be named Sean Connery. Well, what's his full name? Oh God, I don't even know his full name. It's just it's like five words long, but his last name yeah. is Ramirez. <laughs> but his but his actual name is like Ton K or something like that. He took on that name Ramirez later on. Yeah, he was like originally Egyptian, but then part of the Spanish Guard. So it's like Juan Sanchez Villalobos Ramirez or something. Yeah, something like that. Edgar <clears throat> Edgar Ramirez or something. Yeah. And then uh, and like he's like, what are you looking for? Like I've been looking for you. And. <laughs> And he's he's dressed like a fucking peacock, man. Like he's yeah. got this giant pimp hat on with all the feathers. He's yeah. He's, he's got he's got like he's got like uh, what do they call that? Um, the tassels hanging off of freaking everything. Oh yeah, I mean his tassel game's on point, like John Wayne. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, this I think, even has, I think he even has fringe on his sleeves too. Yeah. Not quite seventies fringe, but damn close. Yeah. But uh. But yeah, then there's like, um, I, I, I don't know. He, he starts explaining like, uh, oh yeah, those uh, lightning strikes that hit you. Uh, that That's the quickening. And uh, we are brothers, you and I. And, you know, he's basically informing him like, yeah, you're you're immortal. And, you know, more to come. Like he's going to train him to be a, like an immortal and like why it is and blah, blah, blah. But more on that later. Because now we're back to the NYPD and Brenda's, you know. Oh, wait, no, like, but first. Oh. Ramirez does uh, insult his hygiene, which oh, yeah. insulting the Highlanders uh, hygiene is something that also comes up in the series a lot. They make fun of Duncan sure not do. bathing, only bathing every six months quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> As was the style at the time. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Br- Brenda, she's at NYPD. She's uh, you know checking out the, the Nash file like she steals it or whatever. Cool. Uh, so then we get another flashback of like a little training montage of like Ramirez, like they're on a boat and uh, Ramirez, you know, gives his backstory like, oh, I'm Egyptian by way of Spain and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, be careful. We'll fall off the boat and drown. And he's like, cool. And, you know, Duncan falls out, or uh, Connor falls out. Sorry, I said Duncan there. Uh, Connor falls out and like sinks right to the bottom. And this is where I've written down. Wait, so they don't need air? So, so he's is, at the bottom, just like smiling and like, oh my god, I, I don't need to breathe. Laughing. Yeah, he says, he says, I don't know how to swim. And so he's like, he says, Oh, great, and then tips the boat on him on purpose. So he falls in. I can't swim. He says, You're immortal. And he just goes like you know, glub glub to the bottom of the water. And then see, like in the series, um, they they retconned this, and I guess this is where like we both, neither of us had seen the movies for a few for years. For a while, yeah. yeah. We watched the series. Um, he dies, but he comes back. Yeah. So we were like, oh, God, he's just going to be di- constantly yeah, dying. Constantly just dying and drowning and coming back alive like every five minutes for uh, and, until something <laughs> happens. But yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, wasn't there like the one bad guy that like they locked away in something like cement shoes or whatever and put them in the bottom of the lake and yes. he was down there for like 200 years or some Something shit just dying yeah. constantly until the cement eroded or whatever he, or he no i think he was like locked in like yeah he was locked in a cage sh- or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yes, yes, because he was going to leave Duncan in an abandoned prison. Yeah, to yeah. starve to death over and over again. That's what, yeah, yeah. The, so some of the TV episodes are like pretty fucked up and cool. Uh, some of them are just really bad though. Yeah. <laughs> they're not just fucked up. They're not just cool. They're both. They're fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the one where he has to murder the custodian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then there's the one where they find the special needs. Oh, oh my god, the special needs Highland uh, Immortal. That was uh Oof. Aww. Oof. That's a rough episode. Guys coming soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, where yeah, so so yeah, so he's at the bottom of uh Loch Ness and he fight has a sword fight with Nessie underwater. No, nothing quite that. He kind of just sneaks up behind Ramirez, like on the shore, and he's just about to attack him. But then Ramirez is like, I could smell you from a mile away, <laughs> you, you, you monkey nutsack, or whatever he called them, right. <laughs> But then, yeah, he starts uh, g- giving the whole backstory of uh, like, hey, why, how are we immortal? I don't know. Why does the sun come up every day? Shit happens, you know? Yeah. <laughs> People want to understand, but then, you know, it, you kind of lose the gift of the thing, you know? And I don't know, he starts going into like the gathering of how it's like this, this force that pulls other immortals together to fight to the death until only a few are left. And then they fight for the prize the fuck are you talking about man what prize what we're like ah that'll be talked about later <laughs> yeah uh so yeah more training montage and uh yeah the, you know, the only way to kill one of the other mortals is, is by decapitating them uh and your only sanctuary is holy ground and i'm like wait what but but like depending on what your religion is can anywhere be holy ground and like, they, they do address this in the series, the series. there's so many holy grounds yep yeah but but it, but they're like why why holy ground like i don't know fucking tradition or something it turns out again we address it in the series uh the quickening goes fucking wild and kills a bunch of people if you do it on holy ground there was that one episode oh yeah and and, and in the and in the third movie um i i just realized that this last time watching it when uh the the sword fucking shatters or whatever when yeah. uh mario van peebles is about to kill him or whatever yeah. i'm like that's what happens on holy ground if Shit you find goes wild. okay <laughs> that, that, that had never clicked before but yeah i don't know everything retcons itself in the <laughs> by the way did you guys know they're they're making another a new highlander reboot that's supposed to be coming out next year oh no really no. yeah with henry cavill is uh the highlander and uh oh, hey. from the director of that. like John Wick and Deadpool or whatever, Hobbs and Shaw. I'm so I'm in. I'm so fucking in. That sounds cool. Actually, that actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, it almost yeah, so, sounds as cool as Highlander was back in 1986 when I was. Yeah, there. yeah. Say, <laughs> at the very least, there should be some decent sword fighting going on. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> it was actually not going to be like three, three, three sword hits. Zoom out so that you can barely see what's happening. Zoom back in. Three sword hits. Zoom back out. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some zoom out so you can't around. tell us the stunt double yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> run around do some back flips some back handsprings come back together <laughs> clang 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 run away yeah all right guys and then it's 1986 and we're in the middle of a training montage so we got to make it a little homosexual and like the like rocky three kind of levels that's, right that's yeah all, because, that's all of the 80s yeah so 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 brandon brandon if <laughs> If I were to, if we were to be walking along a beach or whatever, and I said, "Feel the stag, feel its hot beat coursing through you," 
<laughs> Can you feel its heartbeat? <laughs> Homoerotic undertones much? Yeah. I can feel your heartbeat, homie. Yeah. It's like, oh boy. <laughs> Me and then they party. chase on the Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so then they like, yeah, chase each other on the beach. It's a real Rocky Four vibes going on. And it's, uh, and it's and, very and it's very clearly they're both having a very good time. Mm-hmm. And then they and then Ramirez is like, oh, oh yeah, by the way, uh, you can't have any children. And I'm like, huh? What? Oh, but what about Heather? She wants lots of kids. And like, yeah, what about her? She's not gonna have them with you, you know. <laughs> and and Ramirez is like, I'm 2437 years old, and I'm like, oh, you don't look a day over 60. But <laughs> <laughs> And then he he pulls out his his sword, this uh, this Japanese sword that we've been seeing throughout the movie or whatever. And like, uh, this was made uh, by a Japanese princess named Shikiko. I loved her once, and she made this for me. And like, or her father made this for me in five ninety three BC. I'll give you this sword if you just let Heather go. Uh, what? Okay, I guess I don't. Or, you know, Connor's like, I don't know, I don't know. I... And then okay. Are they living in a crumbled castle, like 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 an abandoned castle? I think they're living in ruins. Yeah, like, literally in yep. ruins. Yeah. So I think the I actually after watching the movie, I started doing like a little bit of like, for lack of a better word, just doing some um, research into kind of like the timelines of when Connor was around versus when Duncan was around. That was my primary what I was primarily looking for because I knew they were close to the same time frame, but not exactly. Yeah. They're a hundred years apart. Yeah, and I ended up looking up information on um, it was Masamune, I believe, was the name of Hakiko's father, who made the sword for him back in like 600 BC or something crazy like that. It was like 593. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, way back when. But yeah, I just remember like like reading that and going, oh, oh wow. But yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what what his full name is. I got to look it up now because it's going to bug me. But it's just hilarious to see him like you said he's like he's gonna look a day over 60 i think he was probably like 55 when he was doing that movie too yeah <laughs> yeah oh and then also uh, ramirez is like oh yeah by the way there's this guy called the kurgan he's gonna show up oh you you've already met him i think uh he's that asshole that you know stabbed you killed you the first time <laughs> and yeah like his people used to like throw children into pits and then i i don't know whatever ones lived would survive and you know grow up to be giant monsters or whatever yep yeah and then we get the line in the end there can only be one highlander i think it's fascinating that they know so much about what the end looks like but they don't even know who they are where they came from or why they're immortal they just know there can only be one yep J janet uh if you watch the second movie you yeah. don't want to know the answers they <gasps> uh they fill in later because they'll just retcon them in the next movie do, do, do you want to know? Yeah. So in the original version of the second movie when it, that came out in like 91, right? Yeah. The immortals are from are aliens from the planet Zeist who were sent to Earth Zeist. in exile. Yep. And they were sent to Earth in exile to live out their immortal sentences or whatever among these humans, blah, blah, blah. But they forgot when they got here. Exactly. Like... And the pride, <laughs> when they're the only one left, is they get to go back to Zeist because they've served their time or whatever. Zeist. Not Zeitgeist, yeah. just Zeist. 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 Yeah. So then... What? <laughs> 
So then, because that I thought they were born. So then, because that fucking flopped hardcore. Yeah, yeah nobody I, liked that it, shit. In, well, it, there's they, a lot of like loopholes in that. Uh huh. Oh, oh, absolutely. But not as many loopholes as when they re-edited the movie because it was horrible. But they did like a director's cut and whatever, and instead they were from the very distant past and exiled to the future, <laughs> even though in the scenes with the past, it's still the ones on a different planet, so they have like ray guns and jetpacks and all kinds of shit, and it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> and, and when they're sent back into the future, they come through the atmosphere from space, and it's like, wait, how? Yeah, don't worry about it. It's, yeah, it, you know what? You'll get to hear our episode about it next week, where we, we we talked about it with people who had also seen these movies for the first time. Wow. It's going to be great. Wow. But, uh, so yeah, in the end, there can only be one. And uh, Ramirez, uh, we then cut to a scene where Ramirez is just, I don't know, telling about his sexual es- escapades to Heather, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, that's very interesting here in this, this crumbled castle. Uh, but then... Knock, knock. Who is it? It's the fucking Kiergan who shows up. <laughs> and so Kiergan and Ramirez have their big old fight and there's lightning bolts and shit because these are two of like the most powerful immortals around and, you know, lightning shows up when they fight. And uh, um, <laughs> Ramirez, it like cuts Kiergan's throat, but just like the front. So now he's not talking like this. I don't know. Like, like, ha pretty so close. He, go, he goes from a gravelly voice to a wood rasp down the throat voice. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, they start fighting out the stairway, and like the whole castle is just fucking crumbling with like every lightning strike. And uh, Ramirez, you know, stabs him, but then, uh, but then I don't know, pulls out or whatever, and the Kirgan runs him through, and uh, the Kirgan's like just about to kill him, but he's like, uh, "Who's the woman?" Like, "Oh, she's she's mine. Stay the fuck away." <laughs> <laughs> And I was ex- I was expecting Kieran to be like, I didn't. <laughs> I totally read you wrong, Ramirez. <laughs> I thought you were more into the, uh, you know. Well, she's just sitting around hanging out to see what. <laughs> exactly. What? Like, why the hell didn't you run? The whole right. place is coming down around just, your ears. Just hanging out to see how this ends up. You know. Stay away from her, you swine. She belongs to me. If, if she leaves, she loses squatters' rights or whatever. <laughs> like. <laughs> But uh, yeah, eventually, uh, you know, uh, you're like, oh, she's mine. He's like, not for much longer. That can only be one. And chops off Ramirez's head. He definitely looks menacingly at at the wife. Yeah. Oh, and then I, it cuts to something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, uh, yeah. He like looks at the wife. Like, hello, pretty. You know, like he did earlier with uh, Candy or whatever. Like, yeah, gosh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then we go back to New York, and <laughs> and as I've written down, uh, so where, yeah, no, no oh, oh, yeah, 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 like, 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 we go back to New York, and I'm like, well, where, like, where the fuck was Duncan when this whole uh, fight thing Connor, was going down? Connor, Connor, Sorry. Connor, whatever, McLeod. Where was McLeod? <laughs> like, was he out gathering berries or something, or I, I don't know, but I would think that all that lightning would just kind of like bring him. Back home. Never, yeah. never mind the feeling that they all get when there's another one of them. Yeah, yeah but no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I'm like, wait, was he in Spain or something? Like, <laughs> like I don't know what was going on here, but whatever. What Movie got a movie. And uh, say so we're back in New York, and Brenda goes to see Nash. Uh, by the way, 
Connor is going by the name Russell Nash. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. That's the name of the antiques dealer he's posing as because you can't be 500-year-old Connor McLeod, though <laughs> apparently before 1958 you could pretty easily. I mean... I don't know. <laughs> Another thing addressed in the television series a lot. <laughs> but... um. Well, the, 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 well, the Brenda figures out, I'm not sure if this is something you're going to be mentioning shortly or not, but she figures out by having one of her peons at the police station do some research to figure out that Russell Nash died at birth and he's assumed his identity and basically, you know, inherited all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Oh, and he, he did the, uh, the handwriting test too. Yep, and the handwriting test with that advanced computer that looked like it might have been hey, maybe... that a, was like a really sweet advanced that, that might have been like a 486, possibly. Yeah, that was that was some like Revenge of the Nerds type computer shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the zoom in when you can zoom in and the pixels suddenly disappear. And it's a crystal clear picture from four hundred yards away. Yeah, yeah, that's totally how it works. Advanced computing. <laughs> I've seen war games. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Then anyway, um, oh yeah, we're also introduced to uh, uh, Connor's secretary, Rachel. Rachel, and then uh, we get her whole backstory in World War II. Uh, who wants to take this story away? Ooh. You know? Okay. So <laughs> I don't know, but Rachel was definitely hiding from the Nazis. Yeah, she's this yep. little, like, blonde Swiss girl or whatever. Like, yep. or, or, I don't know, uh, I... Polish girl, we'll say. And uh, basically, like, ah, oh, you could. And uh, I don't know. But Connor finds her and is like, come with me if you want to live. That felt so creepy to me, I have to tell you. At first, I was like, little girl, stay away from me. And he says, I'm alone. Stranger too. danger. Okay. I'm alone too. Yeah, stranger danger. I'm alone, I'm alone yeah. too. It's okay. Come with and me. And she's gets, like, oh, okay. He gets shot and it's a magic trick. <laughs> yeah. He immediately gets shot. But then he gets up and just like, obliterates this guy in front of this little girl and he's like all right let's go yeah, yeah. like he's like he's like blah 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 he says whatever you say guy you're the master race but and then fills him full of lead and then drops and then and then picks the girl up picks the gun up and then they proceed to run off and somehow even though the girl sounded like she might have possibly been british when british. he picked her up mm -hmm. he never lost the british accent even though she was basically with him from that point onward for the next 50 years yeah so, like her accent Ooh. didn't drift away at all and 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 another thing is the little girl's like, "Why are you not dead?" And he says, "It's a kind of magic." Yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a kind of magic. Kind of magic. That's his special line with Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go back to 1985, and Rachel's like, "Dude, you you're lonely. You need to get your dick wet." And you 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 refuse to let anyone love you. You know she. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you shouldn't say get your dick wet, but you know, like yeah. you, she basically is like, like this, this. Please this, go get laid. Yeah. Love you. Very heavily implied. <laughs> mm -hmm. So then, yeah, he goes to like dinner with uh, Brenda or whatever at her apartment, and uh, he's just kind of looking around, like finds the gun in her apartment and uh, like a little tape recorders. <laughs> yeah. Nice view you got here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fucking accent's just like so unnerving every time. But uh but but then yeah, he's uh he, he's like I, I brought some wine and he like sniffs it and it's like ah the battle of brandy 1783 was a good year and she's like oh that's that's really good. That's a really old drink. I have yeah. to go into the bathroom now. Yeah. Yeah, that was a year of Mozart, and uh, somebody flew a balloon across the world, or whatever. Yeah. 
<laughs> I got you a present, by the way. And she's like, oh, you shouldn't have. Opens up. It's her book on ancient sword making. And he's like, ha ha, bitch, I busted your ass. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, all right, what do you fucking want from me? Yeah. Like, look, I just really want to see your sword. It's, 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 it's like a 2600 year old sword. It's like if a. It's like if finding a 747 before the Wright brothers were even born. It's it's crazy. Yeah. And then uh <laughs> but but Connor, he's like, nah, fuck that. And he just like leaves. But yeah. then uh then we start getting the sad queen song. Who wants to live forever? <laughs> yep. That's my favorite song in the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But and and we go flashback to you know Scotland circa sixteen hundred or whatever, and he's with his his wife Heather. But Heather, oh, she's she's aging. She's old as fuck now. She's yeah. She, she's forty seven. She looks like she's eighty five. Oh. That's just how. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> but 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 she looks like she's eighty five. That's just how they aged back then. You know. Right. Well, that fresh hair. Forty seven. <laughs> Yeah, but you. Yeah, been, but you look much better than Heather does. Oh, You've been living yeah. out in the Scottish Highlands, right? They had a hard life up there in Scotland, R- rubbing, rubbing sheep shite on your face to keep it from cracking, you know. <laughs> but it was goat uh, shite. Not, have not they sheep even got? Shite. Have they even got the potato yet at this point in history? Or is that still I, over North America? I think it's still North America. Still point. North America. I, I don't think they have it yet because he's what from 15 something yeah 15 36 yeah, so, or whatever yeah. yeah i don't yeah. think they have the potato yet oh but yeah man, I think she doesn't comes. have any vitamin d yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah she's basically on her deathbed and then uh and then we get her lovely like connor will you light a candle for me and remember me on my birthday Oi, my love, I'll remember you. And the one line, I think, in that whole movie where he actually sounded authentically Scottish. Yeah. Oi, my love. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, so she, uh, she, he buries her and, uh, like, leaves his broadsword because, uh, oh, yeah, I think at at this point he got Ramirez's sword when when he was dead or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, basically he burns his home and uh, walks away. And we cut back to New York, and uh, I don't know. He meets up with some other immortal guy. Uh, his name's like Castiglione or some shit. Castigier. Um, okay, there we go. And, uh, and they're just there in Central Park, and they're like, "Ah, it's been a long time. Sure has. Let's go have a beer. All right." And then, and then while they're drinking, we get a little flashback to the uh, the story of how they met, or or like like a a, a duel back when they were buddies hanging out. And apparently, Connor had, I, I, I don't know, soiled the reputation of a young lass and uh, her betrothed challenged him to a duel. Oh, and yeah. They were, and they were just run through <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. But Connor's just so drunk. He's like, ah, oh, you must have missed. And like, yeah, just, ah, he gets killed like a dozen times, like it's fucking Groundhog Day or right. something. Right. Like, <laughs> I apologize for calling your wife a filthy whore. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, okay. So the this the guy Vassader or whatever the 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 dueling guy, he he also has this assistant that's like kissing his hands and 
face and stuff like oh oh he actually did run into i'm just like what the fuck is going on with anyway (laughs) but then but then after he apologizes or whatever and walks off then the guy ends up shooting the assistant and i'm like yeah what what the fuck is this yeah where where exactly did where where exactly did we jump the shark now on this particular plot line yeah (laughs) oh yeah there's some like there's some army guy who's like driving around in his fucking T-bird or whatever. He's got Queen blasting on the radio. He's got like 15 guns in the front seat. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just living his best life, I guess. I don't know. Just driving around downtown New York. <laughs> and then he looks down an alleyway and he sees the Kurgan and uh, uh, Castigar or whatever, like fighting with sword fighting or whatever. And he's like, oh, man, I got to go check this out. He grabs a fucking Uzi yeah. and just kind of stumbles his ass down the alley like watching him and then uh yeah you he's know, talking they, to himself like he's in war like come on you can do it let's go yeah let's go yeah, come on we got this yeah. <laughs> but uh eventually the kerrigan wins and you know cuts off castigar's head and then uh and then the marine the army guy kind of just jumps around the corner and he's like eat that fucker and fucking lights up the kerrigan but then uh he goes in to confirm the kill, and he's gone. What? Flink! Fucking stabbed, and he just uh, stabbed the giant fucking sword. The Kurgan stabs him, and then like lifts him up and just kind of tosses him to the side. Yeah. And then the quickening happens. Because it had to wait God. until he got done killing the guy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, the so the Kurgan the Kyrgyz, he's having the quickening and like the whole alley's like fucking exploding and like a crowd is gathering and I, I don't know who lives in these buildings because all the windows are exploding all the sewers are fucking exploding and uh, and I'm like no one lives in this area of the Bronx or whatever I don't no. know yeah. <laughs> ignore the dog I just okay. tried to let him out and he wouldn't go out cool fuck him alright so then uh <laughs> So then Kierkegaard's like, well, cool. I'm going to turn this sedan into a convertible of, like, this car just passing by. (laughs) Just, like, chops the top and, like, peels it back. And uh, I think it was, was, like, an old guy and his wife or whatever driving. The old guy guy gets, like, tossed out. And then uh, Kierkegaard hops in. He's like, mom. (laughs) (laughs) And she starts screaming immediately. She's freaking out. Mom. Yeah. And then he starts going for a joyride while the mom is like now on the hood for yeah. some reason. She's like hanging on to the windshield. You ever played chicken? Or that's, yeah. Sorry, that's later. Yeah, it's a little later. But yeah, it's fantastic. So then the cops are questioning the army guy, and uh, uh, he's basically like, the big freaking guy. But uh, uh, but like, was it this guy here? They're like holding up Nash's picture, like, no, 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 this motherfucker looked like Frankenstein or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. And then you get like the the artist rendition, and it is pretty laughable. Yeah, it doesn't look really anything even remotely similar to the Kurgan. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, well, yeah, good luck finding him now. Uh, so then we cut to the Hall of Records, and uh, Brenda's checking out the Nash fan. Yeah, this is where the whole handwriting match and the yeah. the deeds and you know people dying but still living and blah 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 blah. You know, and then uh, Connor's in the church or whatever. <laughs> Just like, oh man, what am, what am I gonna do? And then the Kurgan shows up and steals the fucking show. Yep. Because <laughs> he shows up and uh Connor's like, the police are looking for you. And he's like, 
that's okay. I'm in disguise because he like shaved his head or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did a really poor job of it too. And the nuns are walking by and he's like, hello, ladies. <laughs> by the way, let's not try and pretend this wouldn't eventually be Steve. I mean, as an immortal. As as we mentioned several uh, times watching the, the TV series, we're like, I think we're bad guys. <laughs> like we We are definitely bad guys. <laughs> but uh but yeah he's also talking about like oh yeah remember when i killed ramirez and then i raped his woman and all of a sudden connor's like wait what now <laughs> oh i see whose woman ramirez he, lied to me he never told you she never told you interesting <laughs> maybe she was just waiting for my return <laughs> and with that maybe i gave her something you couldn't yeah and with that connor's like motherfucker let's go outside <laughs> but he's like ah, 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 no fighting on holy ground <laughs> it's like i'll be waiting <laughs> i'll be waiting for you outside <laughs> And then, like, the priest comes up, and he, like, licks his hand, and uh, this is where he stands up in the middle of church and goes, I've got something to say. It's better to burn out than fade away. (laughs) (laughs) I bid you adieu. (laughs) And scene. Clancy Brown at his finest. Right? That's right. From, like, how many thousand-year-old man? (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad he's not he's just like focused on killing. He's he's just out to live his best life now. Right. You know? He's like he's like three thousand four hundred years or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, it was some something crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. he he'd been around a while. But I guess with all the people he killed, he also takes on their uh, their humor and anecdotes or whatever. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> makes him a funny fucker, right? <laughs> oh shit! After he kills Ramirez, he starts dressing up like a peacock and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got this amazing fashion sense. I don't know where from. Right. And right after he kills <laughs> suddenly has an appreciation for like fine whiskeys or something. Oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So then uh, Brenda, you know, confronts Connor, and he's ba- you know basically like, "Hey, so what the fuck's going on here? Who are you?" Blah blah blah. He's like, "All right, let's talk." And he like takes back to his place with all the conversation pits or whatever, and he's like. He, he basically like pulls out a knife and like puts it in her hand and is like stabbing. She like, no. But then, you know, he, he like pulls it in and you know, stabs her. Like, oh god, oh shit, what have I done? And he's like, No, see, I'm fine. So uh, I guess and I guess by penetrating him, she's then yeah. like, You need to penetrate me now, getting these guts, you <laughs> know. Somehow that was weird. Cue sexy time. Yeah, yeah immediately to pound town. I'm like, is that all it takes? All right. <laughs> I just got to make sure I get one of them, them prop knives. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we get some nice boob silhouettes. And I don't know, there's fucking lions or something going on. All right. <laughs> oh, that's right. That, that's right. Uh, like mid sex scene or whatever. They then go like immediately cut to lions. And I'm like, what the fuck? Huh? Yeah. And, and but then it's like, oh, they're at the zoo and he's still telling the story. Okay. <laughs> he's like, so as I've been saying for the last 45 minutes since we banged, um, yeah, I'm immortal and blah blah blah. <laughs> but then the Kurgan pops up behind. Yeah, in the background. Because he's yeah. them. And, 
<laughs> yeah, he just kind of like pops up around the corner or whatever and like sees him talking and then like back into the shadows. And I'm like, yeah. all right, he's got nothing better to do. Good for him, I guess. But uh, but he's like, uh, uh, Connor's t- telling Brenda, like, no, I can't get involved. And I, and she's like, no, you're just afraid to live. And okay, cool. So then we go back to Brenda's apartment. And uh, knock, knock, who's at the door? Hello, pretty. (laughs) (laughs) And and they're in like this uh, 2,000 square foot apartment that this part-time forensic expert and knife knowledger, I don't know, (laughs) has in New York. You know, it's the 80s. I guess you could do it back then. Knife knowledger. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, expert? She's the wil- the wielder of knife knowledge. Uh, an e- <laughs> an expert go. in metal weapons and metallurgy. I don't know. But uh the knife knowledger. I like the sound of that. <laughs> she is a knower. Anyway. A knower of the knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then uh yeah, Kirgan basically grabs her and they go for a little joyride. And yeah. What happens, Brandon? And he says, You ever play chicken? <laughs> and he'll like let go of the wheel like randomly and she'll be like oh no and grab the wheel and try to pull it this way or that and then he'll go oh no what are we gonna do i think, <sighs> I think she faints at one point in time yeah yeah at one point yeah. And he's like he's like elbowing her or whatever and then she wakes up oh no it just <laughs> Yeah, he like goes up on the sidewalk and shit and then he starts singing new york new york and <laughs> then and, and then stop, starts screaming stop stop yeah <laughs> And then I realized, oh, wait, in the background, yeah, that's Queen doing a cover of New York, New York. I don't think I've realized <laughs> that before. But then uh, we cut back to... You didn't know you needed and then found out you still didn't need it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not the greatest, guys. But, you know, <laughs> hey, whatever. Uh, so then we cut back to Nash's apartment and he's got a voicemail waiting for him. And uh, he's it's basically like, hey, I got your girl. Ah, oh, my God. Yeah, if you ever want to see her again, you know, meet me at the, I, I don't know, the old factory or whatever. And, uh, and you know, Rachel's there and he's basically like, Rachel, here's all the paperwork. You now have power of attorney. I'm not coming back, you know? Oh, like, like even if you survive, you're not coming back. And he's kind of like, yeah, no, not really. By the way, it's a kind of magic. Remember? Remember? <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> So then we go to the uh, Silver Cup whatever building. Uh, it's like a sign on top of, of like uh, top of a building, like at a rooftop. And it says Silver Cup. It's like all the scaffolding and neon and shit. And uh, Brenda's just like tied up to the scaffolding. But then, uh, you know, the Kurgan shows up. They fight. Ah, clang, clang. All sorts of sparks. And there's like a water tower that gets topped over. And the fucking letters yeah. start crumbling and falling down. And... I think the Kurgan started like randomly just chopping the towers like braces at some point. Yeah. And that's why it started falling over. And then yeah, like, I could tell if she was tied up or not tied up or tied up or not tied up. And sometimes she looked tied up and sometimes was there yeah. was she tied up? No, it's like she was tied up, but then like she would just be getting free as the scaffolding was falling, so she had to uh, hang on because she was hanging over the edge and shit. Right? Yeah. But then she's yeah. not tied up. Yeah, and and they're also knee deep in water with all uh, this electric, you know, neon ah. sign sparking all around them. And I'm like, well, all right, here's the part where they get electrocuted like again and again and again, and uh, yeah. whatever. 
until they shut the power off and they die and then they come back and then they die and then they come back and then they die. die. <laughs> and, and Brenda's sitting there going, okay, come on, guys, for real. Let's get out of here. Like, guys, guys this is getting like boring. Times the past hour. <laughs> I'm going to get a cab. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I'm, but eventually I'm, okay, they... I'm, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> yeah, but eventually then they, I don't know, fall through this like window roof or whatever into the warehouse of the whatever this building is. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, like, all right, that's cool. And then, the, and then this is actually a pretty cool part because it's basically just like this giant empty warehouse with like no score and it's just them sword fighting. So you hear like the cling, cling, ah, and like grunts and shit. And I'm like, okay, this is this is getting pretty cool. But then I don't know. Brenda shows up and like clocks the Kirgan from behind. Yeah. And, and the Kirgan's like, ah, "What the fuck? Stay out of this!" Uh, but then you know, Connor like saves her, and uh, yeah, I don't know. The fight continues. Um, I, I I I don't know. Eventually, like uh, Connor like stabs him in the stomach and in the chest, and the Kirgan starts getting like fucking doll eyes, like he's a shark, like just oh, all yeah. people or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I turned to Brandon. Yeah, she's that like, part. "What's up I'm with like, his what's eyes?" What's up with his eyes? <laughs> he, he's he's he he just pops some Molly or whatever right before he's tripping balls. I don't know. <laughs> he looks like he's tripping balls. <laughs> no, guys, seriously, I've got serious blood loss right now. <laughs> Quick, I need my shades. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pupils are dilated. <laughs> but then eventually, uh, Connor ends up, you know, decapitating him, and then we get the big zoom in. There can only be one. <laughs> and yeah. this giant fucking quickening with like the window shattering and these cartoon bakshi ghosts like showing up. Yeah. And this is where he's totally coming through time and space because he's screaming like, ah, oh my God, I'm coming so hard. Ah, I feel everything. <laughs> like, like, yeah, we've all been there. Anyway. <laughs> And then, yeah, eventually you just like, ah, like refractory period, like just sitting there, like panting in the warehouse. He falls to the ground and doesn't almost Arnold like sort of. of (laughs) (laughs) Don't touch me. Don't even think about me. Don't touch me. Stop it. (laughs) Uh, I'm so tender. (laughs) But then we just cut to the Highlands and, you know, Connor's won the prize. He's, He's the last one left, right? Yeah. And so, you know, Brenda's like, so, so what's, what's the prize? What'd you win? He's like, I know what all the people are thinking all over the world and I can help them to understand one another and we can live in peace. Also, I can have kids now and I'm mortal. And I'm like, wait, what? Prize is mortality. Yeah. And, and, and then he's like, Ramirez, you didn't tell me about that part. And then we hear like the ghost of Ramirez who's like, aha, now you are one with all living things, Highlander. Now you understand your stupid git. (laughs) You you have power beyond your imagination. Use it wisely. (laughs) And then him and Brenda kiss and roll credits. Yep. (laughs) Guys, they're going to have a bunch of sequels to this movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that that always confused me. It's like, uh, you know, he has the, he has like they go to the gathering. He's the victor over he's the victor over everything. He gets the final prize. The prize is death. And then he gets to die. Kill each other. And then to Highlander get to death. to the quickening. Yeah, and then would, would, get, that, would yeah. that movie just be him in that warehouse with that same scene over and over again? Because that was kind of the end, wasn't it? Or was I it? <laughs> I guess not. It's definitely not, but probably should have been. But yeah, guys, that's uh 
That's the Highlander. Uh, Janet, would you recommend it? So I'm going to say yes. I would definitely recommend the Highlander. Definitely. Excellent. Excellent. How about you, Brandon? Yes, it's got all the all the '80s cheese in all the right places. It really does. <laughs> if you're looking for that good '80s vibe and some really solid clean music and cartoon demons, yeah, <laughs> and fight scenes that are kind of fight scenes that are more just prep scenes right? for the stunt actors to come in and, and be shown from far off. Weirdly cast, like you know, you're gonna cast the Scottish person as the Egyptian and the and the, the Highlander, the, the Highlander, French person. I, I think he's actually technically Swiss, but yeah, yeah. yeah he's gonna play the part of a Highlander who's not it's got from all that. there. Yeah, it's got it's yeah. got all of that. You've got yeah. the Scottish man who's Egyptian by way of Spain. Yeah, by way of Spain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using this accent because I'm in Scotland. That's all you have to say, guys. Don't you know that's how you speak here? <laughs> <laughs> or would you prefer Japanese? I've done that in movies, too. Like, no, no, Sean, Sean, stop. It's good, it's good. <laughs> and this yeah. is also how I sound when I'm Russian. Yeah. Yeah, right? I would, uh, definitely, I would <laughs> definitely recommend it. And I feel like it's like a comfort food movie. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah yeah you don't don't turn the brain on too high don't just let, let it on. let it wash over you like a good i don't know bud light or something <laughs> exactly exactly like a good bud light how about you babe would you recommend this movie oh 100% of course this is mandatory watch guys if you're gonna watch a highlander movie this is the one trust me yeah yep but uh yeah on that note we're gonna take a quick commercial break oh but when we come back we have more beer well oh. ginger beers fun facts and what we learned from the Highlander. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Are you looking for the perfect stocking stuffer for the holidays? Do you like supporting the arts? Well, then you need to check out untidyvenus.etsy.com, the top one-stop shop that always pops her top. <laughs> Are you a fan of dinosaurs, snacks, dinosaurs made out of snacks, movie monsters, unicorns, cats, dogs, rats, shrimp, Pokemon, tie-dye, Paracord bracelets, paracord dog leashes, enamel pins, coloring books, block prints, watercolor, pet portraits, buttons, magnets, stickers, bottle openers, artist trading cards, or really anything else that's awesome? Then stop on by untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. New items are popping up all the time, so be sure to follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon at untidyvenus. Or visit her website at izzycreates.com for the latest. Did I mention the Snackosaurs? How about Gary the Unicorns? Untidyvenus.etsy.com, the goddess who's bad at housekeeping. Check it out now. Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait, isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we, I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. 
You tried. Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters, from Oz, The Hand That Rocks, The Cradle, The Crow, Grayson, Frankie, uh, Monroe Kelly, and Congo. Your great white hunter, though I happen to be black. Steve, Izzy, just want to give you a shout out and let you know to someone you are truly loved and appreciated. You truly are amazing. If anyone has the tools and the talent, it's you. <laughs> just keep having fun, stay healthy, safe, and of course always, keep on busting. And we're back. Oh, my God, Steve. So the, those are the greatest ads that have added in the history of adding. Oh, she said it. They get better every week. That's right. Well, babe, you got something else to drink over there for my archness? I do. We have the tiniest little five-ounce can. Jeez. Totally adorable. The mixer can, obviously, mm. of Fever Tree Premium Ginger Beer. Oh. Bold and spicy. Not yeah. that long. And I pop this stuff. Is it fever tree? Fever tree, yes. That kind's good. It has like the little like chunks of ginger in it. Oh yeah. This is the real stuff. Yeah. Very good. The poor. Uh a widow poor, because she's a widow can. It's a widow can. So yeah, so uh I I bought a case of um like I thought was it was like a 12 pack. It turns out they were just little tiny mixer ones. But <laughs> it smells like spicy ginger right oh, off. Oh yeah. yes, yes, fantastic. Uh, yeah, it's it's almost clear though. Like the other yeah. one had a gold color. Yeah, I swear. Like when they come in, like the uh, was the bottles or whatever, and it's almost cloudy or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. This one's pretty clear and just yeah, good strong ginger taste. Like yeah, it, 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 it tastes a little sweeter yeah, that's too. What I do my meals like with sugar. Yeah. yeah, when you when you want to do a really tasty mule, that's the ones that Jana makes hers with. Yeah. Yeah. I like a lot of vodka and a little bit of ginger. Yeah. So I actually have a really good tasty recipe for, uh, it's called Thanksgiving punch, but it's a non-alcoholic punch if you have people over. Yeah. Um, and you do, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you do uh, 10 to 12 ounces of fever tree. Uh-huh. And you do three cups of uh, pear nectar. Ooh. And you mix it up and it just, the fever tree really makes it nice and spicy. The pear nectar gives it like a nice mouthfeel. It feels like a really fancy drink. Um, when you're going non-alcoholic, you could easily add vodka or rum to it. But um, yeah, we uh, we did that for Thanksgiving and it was really delicious. Aww. That sounds mm-hmm. yummy because I'm always looking for like a good non-alcoholic drink because I DD a lot. Yeah. And it's nice like because it's not, it doesn't make a huge portion. So many times punch recipes, make, it's, it makes like seven gallons. Yeah, I was going to say, always did you want seven much? gallons for this recipe or did you want 12? <laughs> right. It's like, no, no, no. I need like, I make it for three people. I need like <laughs> a gallon and a half, maybe. <laughs> <clears throat> Excellent. That's Beaver Tree Ginger Beer. Yeah, uh, oh, it's so good and spicy. Would any of you be interested in any fun facts about this movie? We would love it. Sure. I don't know, Steve. Are they fun facts? Super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Perfect. Songbird. Sexiest I've ever sang that. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you have like a sultry voice. Smoky, yeah. sultry. Smoky, sultry. I'll find you Highlander. I don't care how. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Janet, what do you think the critics thought of oh. the Highlander? Like, what percentage of them thought this was a good movie? Oh, I'm gonna. 
I'm going to say like 70, 80% said it was good. 70 or 80? Yeah. No, you got to pick one. Pick one. Oh, no. Can I be a winner with both? That's not how games work, Janet. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Um, I'll say 80% said that it was great. All right, Brandon, how about you? Uh, I'm going to be more cynical. I'm going to say it's more like 60% thought it was good. Is he? See, I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be a cynic as well. I'm gonna say fifty. I think Janet was closest at seventy-one percent yeah! with the critics. Whoa. But nobody gives a fuck about the critics. What about that fuck audience score? <laughs> Babe, how about you go first with the audience? Um, audience uh, audience score's got to be like eighty-five. All right, Brandon. <laughs> I'm gonna go with seventy-five. Janet? I, you guys are taking my answers away. <laughs> um, I'll say 90%. 90% loved it. Um, I think Brandon was closest at 79%. Oh, it was right in the middle there. Brandon. $16 million budget. Worldwide gross. 5.9. Technically a flop, 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 but apparently it made a shit ton in uh video sales and stuff and that's why we got sequels and all yeah that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually that's how i first watched it was actually from a rental from uh i don't know if it was blockbuster but it was one of those those kind of places like blockbuster. yeah I, apparently that's how everybody saw it for the first time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but babe did you know kurt russell was originally cast as connor mcleod what but he pulled out of the project at the insistence of his girlfriend goldie hahn and instead, he starred in, I don't know, what other movie probably came out in 1986? Starring Overboard? Kurt Russell. Escape from New York? Oh, no, that was 81, babe. Oh, that was 81. Was it Overboard? It's your favorite it's movie of all time. Big China. Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. That's it's my cult. favorite movie of all time. Is it? Cult classic. Yeah, my, well, my, favorite, my favorite from that same time frame is Overboard. Yeah, Overboard's pretty good, too, but yeah. But babe, think about this. Would Highlander have been better with Kurt Russell with a Scottish accent? I don't or know if he could actually pull off a Scottish accent or with Christopher Lambert. No, no, no. This is exactly where they both think to be. Exactly. <laughs> uh, a Lambert in a Carpenter movie? That would <laughs> maybe Ghosts of Mark. <laughs> Honestly, having like just like watched it part of it last night. Uh, Lambert in uh, in the Mouth of Madness. Now look, I love Sam oh. Neill. Love Sam Neill. He kills this role. Christopher Lambert would have been a very interesting uh, version of this. Oh, Christopher Lambert as a uh, Sutter Kane, the Jurgen Prochnow. Yes. There we go. Anyway, Christopher Lambert had just barely learned to speak English when he took this role. The only other English speaking movie he had been part of was Greystoke, The Legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes, two years yes. earlier. And he only spoke a few words. Yeah, he mostly grunted. Wow. Oh, another, another fun factoid about him, about Chris, Christopher Lambert, is that his name is actually Christoph. He added the R for American audiences. Oh, Christoph, La- <laughs> Christoph Lambert. Yeah. It's actually Christophe Lambert, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I believe he's um he was actually even though he was born in New York, he was raised in Switzerland and spoke spoke French as his primary language. Oh, okay, nice. But it's Swiss uh, French, not French French, which is why his accent sounds a little off. 
Yeah, it's a l- little bit of French, a little bit of German, a little bit yeah. of Flemish or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not quite one or any of the others. It's kind of a mix of them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, the sword sparking while clashing was accomplished by attaching a wire to each sword that led down the arms of the actors to a car battery. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> yeah, one was connected to the positive terminal and the other to the negative terminal. So when the swords touched, there was an arc. Oh what my god! Oh wow! Well, well, thankfully, um, the arc from a twelve volt battery, as long as it's not hooked up to anything, it's just a pretty light show. It can't actually hurt you. Yeah. If it was connected awesome. to the starter of an of an of an engine, that then we're talking death. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, the dog's being a dipshit and eating plastic, so we gotta get him to put something else in his mouth. Is that sushi? Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. And all of Sir Sean Connery's scenes had to be filmed in a week due to Connery's schedule. He actually had a bet with director Russell Mulcahy that he would not finish in seven days. But Mulcahy won the bet. Connery earned a million dollars for his week's work. Oh, wow. Nice. Not bad, right? Yeah. And here we go. The novelization. That's right. There's a novelization of this. Delves into the Kurgan's backstory. His first death occurred in 970 BC when his drunken father crushed his head with a rock. Upon returning to life, the Kyrgyz proceeded to force his father to swallow a searing hot stone, killing him. He then went off to join a group of bandits that raided caravans and eventually encountered another immortal, the Bedouin. Probably also played by Sean Connery, as we saw in the the lion or whatever. Yeah, I mean, obviously (laughs) Sean Connery is a Bedouin. Right. Uh, who revealed to him his true nature and who became the only person who could be labeled as his friend. During the intervening centuries, the Kurgan took an incalculable number of immortal heads. Uh, circa 410 AD, the Kurgan joined the Vandals, Goths, and Visigoths in attacking Rome and other Roman settlements, also fighting with the Goths against the Huns. He would then later ally himself with the Huns directly, fighting alongside Attila. I'm oh, sorry. Fighting alongside Attila around the year 453. And then from the 5th to the 13th centuries, the Kurgan would spread terror with the Tatars of the Gobi and the and ancient Turkey, as well as with Viking raiders and the Mongol hordes of Genghis Khan. Motherfucker was everywhere. Yeah. Wow. Sounds like it. But ladies, gentlemen, we've reached the most important part. What did we learn from Highlander? Uh, Janet, would you like to go first with what you learned? That there can only be one. There can be only one. Yeah. There can be only one. There can be only one. There can be only one. How about you, Brandon? 80s cheese is my kind of cheese. Mm. (laughs) Aged 40 years, you know. Exactly. How about you, babe? What'd you learn? Uh, I mean, I learned that the prize is that now you can be killed, but you can have crotch fruit. (laughs) <laughs> no longer shooting blanks i guess and that you had to kill everybody to get the ability to die <laughs> you had to everybody had, he to, had die to kill everyone yeah it makes perfect sense everybody yeah. has to die in the end because movie because logic has to logic sometimes that's right uh i learned i've got something to say it's better to burn out than fade away. (laughs) 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 
Well, Jenna and Brandon, thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Um, I understand you guys also have a podcast? No. No. Is that, no, is that a no? I, I, no, I actually had a, uh, I had a Twitch live stream that I did for a few years, but I, I stopped that like two plus years ago. But you know uh, what? Izzy's been trying to talk me into doing a witchcraft podcast. Ooh. Yes. She has. She's been trying to talk me into it. So who knows? In the future, you might hear me doing some witch cast. Yes. Nice. I will help you witch cast yeah. if, yes, you hey, if you need it. If you need tips, you <laughs> if you need tips, hit us up at E-I-L-F movies. That's everything I, I learned from movies. movies on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon. Or you know our numbers. Uh, <laughs> excellent. And in the meantime, we should uh check out Gypsy Nails on Facebook and I don't know, do you have, do you have like Instagram, a website or Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and TikTok. It's Gypsy Nail Girl on TikTok. There we are. Gypsy Nail Girl. Excellent. I'll yeah. have the links and everything on the episode. Uh, babe, are you on social media at all? I am. You can find me everywhere at Untidy Venus, like a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm on all the social medias at Untidy Venus. I am on Patreon occasionally. I am everywhere. Steve, <laughs> yes. where can we find you? Everywhere. Omnipotent. <laughs> uh, you can find us on all the major podcatchers. Also omnipotently. Uh, everything I learned from movies. Uh, like I said, it is up on Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Uh, yeah, coming up uh, this month, we're going to be talking about Highlander movies. <laughs> if you want to join any of our discussions, hit us up. Um, and if you just want to be on a future episode, hit us up. We'll, we'll get you on the schedule. We don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, they invited us. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Hours, they, they invited us. So you, you, you've got a pretty good chance. Yeah. That's right. We'll have to invite you guys back on, and this next time you get to pick the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Maybe I could pick Fortress or something, and we can go back to Christoph Lambert. <laughs> Just you doing scenes. There can only be one. There can be only one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess until next time, I'm Steve, and I'm Izzy, and I'm Brandon. No, Janet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is everything I learned from movies. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, everybody. Good night.